Hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small town middle America. I'm your host, Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I'm Russell Williams, a director of Ethos. We're a small business incubator, co-working spaces, training and development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. Welcome to the Citadel Building, historic 1914 building here on Tower Square Plaza. We're thankful for that you joined us. We also want to thank our sponsors for making the Small Town Big Business podcast possible. We want to thank Arcadia Wealth Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group, Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course, Union Street Arts. And you can join the small town biz business community wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, subscribing is free and you'll get upcoming episodes that re- are released every two weeks. Now, it's pretty good that you remember all those. It, <laughs> you see me glancing down <laughs> on the notes. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Today, our guests are none other than Tanya Miller and Ellen Graff, the owners of Southern Illinois Mercantile Company. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming. Thanks for, Thank having, you for us. having us. Your neighbors that we have been wanting to get on the podcast for quite some time. So you're right down here in town Tower Square Plaza, and thanks for uh, our we love it accepting our invitation. Yeah, oh, thanks, for, yeah. I mean, yeah. thanks for having us. I don't right. know if you know quite what you've gotten yourself into. <laughs> we do, and we're excited. Well, this is what I want to know. Out of the gate, okay. When Allison worked for the city, mm-hmm. how often did she come over to have ice cream? Uh, we can't a- disclose that. <laughs> oh, no, she shut me down. Well, and I, Sorry, I can't. Uh, I can't sell out my former co-workers, but right. I will say that I was not as often as some of my co-workers. Right. We have a heavy foot traffic of city workers, but I mean, we're not going to bust anybody out for coming to see us either. I will say, though, every time I went, I probably got ice cream. I would Every single time, which so. is why I tried to stay yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Your homemade ice cream is amazing. So I'm excited to hear about your origin story because I know that you two are friends, not relatives, and you haven't been friends since you were five years old or anything like that. So I want to hear how you guys met, how you came to this, to where you are today. Okay. I feel like you always tell that story the best. Okay. Well, I was visiting from Dallas, Fort Worth, yeah. where I lived for over 20 years. And um, my husband and I were shopping at Dillard's during the holidays, and we ran into her husband, who was friends with my brother. And Ellen just so happened to be with him that day. And um, that was our first interaction ever. Fast forward a few years, and um, my husband and I relocated to Marion, and um, my brother was hanging out with Jordan, and they were really good friends. And Ellen was always with them, obviously, being his little wife. And um, She says, I'm we, like the puppy dog. We, <laughs> we kind of connected. She's, she's a lot significantly younger than I am. And um, there was just a deep-rooted connection. And um, we, we made friends, and we started hanging out with Jordan and Ellen, too, and having them over to our house and eating dinner together and having fun. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you know, we're making plans. And how long ago was that before the business started? Mm. Let's see. We moved here in 2013. We didn't start until 16. As far as the actual partnership starting a business. Mm -hmm. But we did flea markets, what? 2014. Yeah, 14 Mm -hmm. and started into 15. But then I got pregnant with the twins. So Mm -hmm. 
that kind of, okay. you know, put a damper on things. Mm-hmm. So what was it, what was the conversation like? What was the dream casting that you guys were doing when the conversations just started? Well, she came over to family dinner. So mm-hmm. our family has family dinner yeah. every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tuesday night or whatever. Yeah, I but think we it was like a regularly, Tuesday night Sometimes twice mm-hmm. a week. And we were at, at my family farm, and um, wannabe farm. And um, she come lugging in a big old box of jewelry and sets it on the table. And she's like, oh, I'm going to start. I'm selling jewelry. Y'all want to look, dig through it. And I looked at her, and I was like, well, hey, that's what I want to do. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I've got She's like, well, suit. I like this. I'm like, you know? been, I, got, I make stuff, you know, or yeah. you know, I'm kind of crafty we've had someone tell us that they were multi-crafted in over 50 crafts and so maybe that's me I don't know but anyway (laughs) uh we were like got to thinking and you know dreaming or whatever just Mm -hmm. talking like you do and we decided to do a little flea market locally it was cheap we could afford it you know and it started there so when you say flea market does that mean that you went from different festivals and set up yeah pretty much or? so i okay. think the first one that we did was um what it, it was uh, a country time harvest in, time in the country yeah okay. harvest time in the country down at creel um with miss katie yeah. and um that was our first um adventure and i can remember getting so mad at her because like she brought everything. Hmm. Like it was like a, a miniature shop in this tent, and I was just expecting to set up a table. And like here, mm-hmm. she's got like a whole bo- you know boutique, <laughs> and I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? You know. Yeah. Um, but people loved it. Yeah. They loved, and instantaneously, she started loving on people, and yeah. it was very charismatic. People would stop back by, they would, you know, come back and show us what they found. I mean, it was very, you could tell that there was a draw from her um, that was very unique. Yeah. So from that first spot, were you looking for the next place to go? Well, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we're still kind of fly by the seat of our pants. I mean, it's totally every single day we just let let the Lord lead us. Mm -hmm. But you know, after you go to something like that and you see what everybody else has got going on, yeah. it yeah. kind of gets you like yeah. sort of in the game. You know, well, we got to we got to do better. Yeah. Our right. tent looks like a hillbilly. Yeah, so I mean? I, we have pictures of it where we had this blue awning oh, yeah. tent because that was like what went to like baseball games and soccer games. So yeah. we threw that up, you know, and yeah. different things. I think at that time, literally, it was like $25 yeah. a day mm-hmm. for the weekend. So it was like a $50 right. investment on our part. And, you know, I... She had arranged some stuff, and I'm like, well, she she's not very good at arranging stuff, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so then nobody's gonna grab that. That's yeah. All just like, so, so then later on, I learned that all I needed to do was get it out, and she would come back through and put it where it needed okay. to be. Yeah. So that was like my part. As long as I can get yeah. it out and unpack it for her, then she can display it, and it's go. still like that at the shop today. <laughs> So when you go to those kind of events, everybody's talking that's there and yeah. so and participating. And then they tell you what the next big thing is, you know. So yeah. well, we got to get ready for the next mm-hmm. big thing. You know? Sure. So we kind of started getting some ideas and what we were going to do. We ordered a new tent, mm-hmm. had sides on it, you know, and a little bit more of a elevation. Had rollers the on the back. Yeah. And uh, we signed up for our next event, and it took us to Kentucky. And um, it we went by ourselves, horrific, without our without our uh, <laughs> spouses. Yeah, yes. okay. And uh, we drove a big truck, and I think we was hauling a trailer too. Yeah. And um, 
it was down by the river and the weather was just windy like uh, the most oh wind no. you've ever seen i think our mannequin almost blew into the the river mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah it, it was really awesome though because we met a lady who has um you know her own just following on yeah she social does, media she has that uh, old farmhouse yeah um thistlewood is mm-hmm. the name of her mm-hmm. place I don't know if you okay. know her and or not you need to look her up thistlewood mm-hmm. farms cool. and anyway it just you just meet people and you have fun mm-hmm. and then but then it's, it's hard too yeah. I mean, yeah it's a lot of hard yeah because our husbands had packed the truck before we left and yeah. then we had to pack it and tie it down to go back home yeah yeah it, and at that event, I mean, we were literally, well. like, we didn't know we needed sandbags to yeah. hold the tent now, oh, wow. you know, with the wind. Oh, right. So we're yeah. holding on yeah. to, to the tent. Who cares about the, yeah. you know, yeah. the merchandise? Because our tent's going to be in the river. And at that point, that was our biggest yeah, so investment. Yeah, so we sit half the day, like, standing like literally. this. And, yeah, it's right over there. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So how did you go from flea markets to storefront? Well, Got tired of lugging that stuff yeah, around. I did. mean, I'm telling you, unless you, unless you're, I mean, the people who do that are amazing, and they've got it down to an art. Yeah, because they have so. trailers that have got shelves in them, and they pack it up, and they're on the road all the time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that just wasn't for us, right. really. I mean, it just wasn't our thing. Like we were, sure. you just get tired of packing it, taking yeah. it out. Your house is always a mess because you got stuff yeah. everywhere. How long did you do that? How long were you in the flea market scene before the... to almost 16. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we did it not real long, but yeah. long I enough mean, to know we weren't in enough, it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Long enough to know that that wasn't how we wanted yeah, to I'm not packing have the trailer business. Again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then you ended up, did you buy the building or are you leasing and... Well, we were actually, we... Um, we take things slower than that. Yeah, we uh, got an idea that if we could um, rent a little place and have a little boutique, that would be fun, mm-hmm. and yeah. we could, wouldn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. So we rented this space um, right down the road by the library, and that was our first location. Um, next to Biddle's office. Yeah. So, so it's the office. two parts. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah. So there's um, seven rooms in there, and it's like 500 square feet with a yeah. bathroom. And um, we could literally pay the rent and utilities and everything that we needed mm-hmm. to on it out of our own budget. So, you know, mm-hmm. and not take away from our family. Okay. So um, that was a big thing. We wanted to just have like a separate endeavor. And um, we were really kind of being called to allow God to make something out of nothing. And so we didn't know how it was going to work, mm-hmm. but we had just decided that, you know, you put in, you know, you put in $50, I'll put in $50. We opened our bank account and we started the Merc with a hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to back up a little bit, I stayed at home with my kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't work. So it was a whole new level for me. Mm-hmm. And Ellen left mm-hmm. her career, you know, graduating from college job. And so we both found ourselves, she had had the twins, kind of, you know, we enjoyed spending time together. Mm-hmm. We always say that we had to find a way to spend money that our husband didn't be able to shop. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our husbands wouldn't get aggravated about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, Business investment. Yeah, yeah, we were very resourceful. And listen, I mean, we never knew. We had no idea. To say that we had a full-on business plan would be just completely... Yeah, no. Our family, I think, for the first year... 
were, you know, they just, we were just playing pretend. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what they, a that's, hobby business. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, you know, instead of being in a garage, we were in a little building that locked. And, yeah. um, you know, but to them, it was just pretend. So did you just run out of space and say, we need a bigger place or what happened? It, yeah, it started growing. You know, during that time, um, Ellen lost her grandmother the day that her twins were born. Okay. And she had a huge hand in raising Ellen, a huge influence on her life. And one of the reasons why I moved back to Southern Illinois was because of my family. And I lost my grandmother the year that we opened the little store. And um, she had a, just, I, saw, I sat at her table every morning before school and ate breakfast. She fed all us kids, grandkids, cousins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we'd walk to school and come home. And then most nights she made supper for the entire family. Mm. And so, um, you know, losing somebody like that that had such an influence and impact on your life and also hearing their hopes and dreams that they had had when they were younger um, just inspired me so much and Ellen as well and so when we when we opened the shop we dedicated it to our grandmothers mm-hmm. oh that's really neat mm-hmm. and what year was that when you okay opened so the when we one? opened the little shop when it was just the mercantile portion um, it was the fall of 16 and then um was it 17 it was that following year so uh, even after we opened the little shop for whatever reason god had laid it on our heart that we wanted to be on the square okay Mm -hmm. and so we would every time we'd come through we'd do an extra circle and we'd pray like god wherever you want to put us you know we'll go it's so funny that you bring that up because Revisiting your story makes you remember things that you've done, sure. especially when you're this far in and yeah. there's days when it's hard. Yeah. Right. But we did. We would walk yeah. to the square and pray. And we even did, you know, some professional photographs early right. on. Sorry. On the square. Yeah. So we need to. We were, yeah, we were kind of like, um, Declaring, you like, know what I mean? That we this were. Is, this is what God wants for us, and so we're we're gonna be here. Um, so there actually ended up being three buildings that were being renovated, and um, the one building was occupied. And I told Tanya, I was like, we need to know, we need to know what's going on in there. So her husband stopped by and talked to the workers, and they were like, oh yeah, this under renovation, it's you know gonna be whatever. So we're like, oh, there's already a a viable business going in there. So we're like, okay. So we started praying. Like we just kept praying. And so on our way, like if I was leaving her house to go across town, I would go through the square and I'd do an extra lap and say a prayer. If she was like leaving to go get groceries or something, it was like we'd do an extra lap and say a prayer. And then some nights we would just walk up and just pray. Like, God, whatever it is that you want us to have, like we'll, we'll be okay with it. And I think at one point we had even said, even if you don't, even if you don't want us to be on the square like we thought you did, like we're okay with that too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we had, we were supposed to go in where the tattoo place is. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. supposed to be our building. And we actually started renovating that portion. And then we realized that there was no way we could meet the timeline that we needed mm-hmm. because we had already secured our ice cream. And we needed to be open way sooner than that. And we were, you know, we had grown out of that space that we were yeah. in. And it was it was scary. But we also, I, I live in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I just, you know, living in the city for so long and seeing the historic districts come back to life. And mm. 
it's such a gift to me to see the revitalization of everything because I think it's so amazing to see the different generations come through areas that were established, you know, so long ago. And so that was important to me just because of the heritage in my own personal home and why we bought it. Mm -hmm. And then also seeing our, my hometown and, and just hoping and praying that things would start to really liven up and come back to life. So, you know, there's a little bit of a vision in there. Mm Somewhere deep. Yeah. So when we came on scene, um, Posh was renovating her building at the time. And then Meredith was here. And I mean, that was all as far as like shopping. Pookie's had just opened. And so we didn't really, we didn't really know how it's going to work because, you know, like Unless you have lots of business, you're not going to get a bunch of foot traffic. So we had a lot of doubt that people were going to drive across town just for us kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so that was really nervy in the beginning. Um, but, I mean, God's done his thing, and we've reinvented ourselves a little bit after COVID, and we're still in the same building, and we just celebrated our five years. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. You know, in that building. So yeah. we've been scooping ice cream for five years and you know loving on people for five years and no we don't have yeah. big muscles no <laughs> yeah. that's our number yeah. one question yeah Either, oh i bet you've got mm-hmm. really big arm muscles no, no. we mm-hmm. don't yeah. <laughs> yeah so for folks that may not be familiar with southern Illinois mercantile company describe your space because you yeah. have several thousand square feet and then what's in the space what are you yeah. selling Okay, so when we originally started over there, um, we had over 90 vendors um, that we would sell on consignment. And then um, our business model was a little bit different than like an antique place or something. So what we tried to do was work with these small vendors that maybe didn't have packaging or like a finished good or something. And we tried to like put them in the right direction to get them to a place of like, you're not just making something at your kitchen table, but you have a finished good that could go out into the world and people recognize and want to purchase and not just like, oh, that's handmade kind of thing. And then instead of it being in a booth, we would integrate it into right. a store. So it yes. felt very so, much like yeah. a retail store. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a different platform that we tried to give them. And then um, COVID occurred and we had a lot of vendors start pulling back. We had a lot of vendors that exited the scene altogether. And then um, we looked at our own business model and decided that we needed, we were at a place where we could assume the risk. So when we first started, we didn't have any money, we didn't have any inventory. So that was the best way to fill our shop. So we progressed to a point where we were able to transfer the risk from the vendor to us. So we started wholesaling. So we actually purchase the items from our selected vendors now and wholesale them, you know, to our people. So um, now the vendor, you know, gets their check immediately and then we take the on the risk of selling it to the, the client, which is completely changed the face of the game. Yeah. Because there's only two of us. Right. right. So, you know, on her end, we haven't talked much about her, but this is our little digital marketing there's nothing that she cannot do she is just amazing and it you know she's the greatest partner i could have ever prayed for and so managing 90 vendors sales is an incredible task well we can't mention all 90 but who are some of your bigger vendors ice cream of course is a big 
Yeah, um, ice cream. We had a whole niche of people that crocheted. Um, we had a um, we had stained glass. We had um, woodworking, woodworking books, blown glass, blown glass. Yeah, local um, authors, which yeah, local authors, like which we still have, and we're expanding daily. Um, we just got Harry Spiller in. Yeah. Um, he was. Kind of offended, I think that he hadn't been in sooner, <laughs> and we're like, well, we were kind of offended too, yeah. you know. So we have a whole, you know, all of his books. Yeah. Um, we work uh, really closely with John Musgraves, mm-hmm. you know, historian. local historian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we have several local authors that have devotionals Faith-based, or, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then we just got a newest, our newest book, which is really cool, and it's called Nora's World. And um, it is about a little girl. Um, so her grandmother is actually in our community. And um, the little girl has CP, Cere- cerebral yeah. palsy. Yeah. So um, the book kind of goes through like how she interacts with her dog and kind of an inclusion thing. And so it's really sweet. And um, we just love stuff like that, yeah. stuff that can really minister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had so many products soap i mean mm-hmm. essential oils you name it right i mean it was everything yeah. right and there's it's incredible how many gifted and talented people yeah. there are right here in our own community and it's a big store what yeah. do you think six thousand square uh we're right at four four thousand yeah. square feet and you have a full so b- bar mm-hmm. yeah where, where did the bar come from the bar was already there okay so it actually used to be a bar okay. a legitimate um, bar establishment, right? And then God turned it into an ice cream bar. Yeah, it's like so, a soda fountain. Yeah, like a, I mean, you fountain. know, so yeah. we. And then it's also been a Kroger store, right? Oh yeah. And, um, Wasn't it a Sears catalog? I think store? we've heard Sears catalog store. Wow. We actually have pictures wow. in the store from a gentleman who came to visit us from Washington State, and his great great grandfather had a general store there, and he said, "I'll send That's you right. some cool. pictures." And we were like, yeah, right, everybody says that. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I'm sure you guys have ran into it. Like, everybody that comes in, they know somebody that knew somebody us, that had yeah. somebody yeah, exactly. that, you know, owned it. Well, we got an email the next week, and it had these files in it, and they were mm-hmm. incredible. So we had them blown up. Yeah. And it's of his grandfather and his grandmother in 1910 wow. in front of wow. our store. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So is your building older than 1900, or is it around that? I would say it's right around there. So we got to looking because of the way the front on the pictures are, because they actually have it listed for 116 and we're 112. Okay. So we thought maybe he had the wrong building, but then we realized he didn't. Okay. And there was a pole out front, and I don't know if you guys have ever noticed it, but there's a pole in between the two entrances, and it used to be covered in sheet metal. Mm. And we have pictures. We went out one day, and we're like, let's see what's underneath there. Hmm. We took the sheet metal off, and lo and behold, it's the original pole. Wow. So us and there's two over here at Hill Printing are the only two remaining original poles to the square. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and they're solid iron too. Yeah, it's crazy. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty special. It's pretty yeah. exciting. It's cool. Yeah. So I want to pivot okay. and I want to talk about you guys and being business owners. Okay. So, first of all, what is your favorite part about owning your own business? We get to make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, um, loving on people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, 
I just, I love people. I spend more time talking. I talk yeah. myself to death. And mm-hmm. I think Ellen's kind of lagged on to that. I have. Um, but, you know, what a blessing to get to set inside of a, a an establishment and cheer people up, you know, yeah. through ice cream or just conversation. Yeah. I love loving on people. Yeah. It really is a family place. It is. You know, you've had events there that have attracted family. You've had some women Bible studies mm-hmm. that I, when I look through the window, I'm like, holy cow, how many mm-hmm. people are in there? Right. Right. And then you just have some maybe even after event times, too. We've talked yeah. about that at the Civic Center downtown of having your door open for some. We have people, uh, you know, use the, use the building for showers or receptions. We've had rehearsal dinners there. We've had all kinds of things. And, and it's really just you, a fun place. You just like people. Yeah. You know, we don't like controversy. So, you know, when we're working. And we really just we want people to feel good. You know, like I said earlier... I grew up with mm-hmm. a wonderful childhood, and not everybody has that. Right. It's kind of like a safe haven almost. So we have a lot of people, like, if you've had a bad day, they're like, I'm going to go by and see the girls at the Merc. Like, I need some kind of, like, lift me up. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, like, I've looked over it and Tanya has had literal tears being cried on her shoulder mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, or people, you know, we find we've got this family right now that um, – Every week they come to visit us, and um, every week he sets her on the counter, and she looks in the ice cream, Mm. and he said the other day to me, you're almost getting too big for this. And it, like, really took me back because Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, these people are growing up with us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so watching that and seeing that and that they find us to be such a safe place for them is, it. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And what would you say that your biggest strengths are as business owners? Obviously, people and connectedness. That's I feel I like can definitely we, see that. I feel like we are amazing at changing. I feel like that is one thing that we do not resist. If there is something that is not working, we immediately try to pivot and figure out a way to make it different. And you've done that a few yeah. times. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, we think that there always has to be a constant change because the market's always changing. People are always changing. And if you can't recognize that and see that niche, and um, then it's going to be detrimental in the long run. So we try really hard to always have our morals, but not to be set in our ways. Right. So um, we're all the time changing. Yeah. Like if you walked in the store right now, it would not look like the same it did right. when you walked in and, last and week. And that happened to me just the <laughs> yeah. other day. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So whether we've painted something or whether, you know what I mean? like Brand new display. Exactly. I I find myself apologizing all the time to people coming in that's never been in before because I feel like, from my perspective, it's always a mess. Because we do everything. Every single thing that happens at our store happens from our hands. And so sometimes it has to come apart to come back together again. But yeah, we do like to... Spruce things up a bit and, and you know, just completely. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you have, I mean, you you are similar in a lot of ways, but you're very different right. in personality. Yeah. So do you have specific strengths as business owners that 
are a little bit more of a yin and a yang yes. between the two of you. Yeah, without a doubt. And so I that was like hard for me early on because I grew up kind of like really independent. Stop making that face. Um, really independent and I hadn't quite found myself and so I thought I had to do everything. Only like, child. At, yeah, only child syndrome. So like at our old like at our small space, if I was working on numbers, I would make her sit in the other office. Like she couldn't even be in the same room with me because yeah. she just it just bugged me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I need you to not be looking over my shoulder kind of thing. And then I would like go through and try to help her like arrange stuff and she'd be like, well, that's dumb. Like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, okay, fine. I won't help you anymore. Well, then like I came to find out that like it's not my thing. So there's a lot of people that'll come into the shop and they'll ask about something. And I'm like, I'm sorry, not your girl for that. Like you got to talk to Tanya. And then there's others that'll come in and Tanya will be like, yeah, not your girl for that. Like you got to, you got to talk to Ellen. Mm -hmm. So, um, I always think of Tanya as the idea and the innovator and the creator. And I am the follower of it. So she dreams it and I help to make it happen. They start Logistics, like this at about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'll call her and I'll say, I got this crazy idea. Mm-hmm. And she'll go, oh, my gosh, what is it? You yeah. know. And then I'll tell her. And then sometimes I draw it on paper. Yeah. But she can make what's in my mind right. happen in the digital world where right. she has to fix my computer. Yeah. It, if it won't print, she has to get it to connect <laughs> yeah, it to sure. the... I mean, I really don't yeah. have... That's not my, I, I don't like doing that. I'm right. not interested in that. I'd rather throw it over to her and say, hey, right. you know, but you have to have that side of the business to be relevant in yeah. today's generation. So are you the social media marketer? I am. Okay, because I, yeah. I see your business, the growth of your business has mirrored the growth of social media marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so did you just learn it? Yeah. As you went along? Yeah. Because you're really, really good at yeah, it. Yeah, we did. And then um, we try to surround ourselves with people that if we don't know it, like somebody can show us. Okay. And so, and then if someone can't show us, then there's always Google and YouTube. So mm-hmm. we figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she does crazy stuff. Like with our um, point of sale systems, mm-hmm. she can go in and, you know, go into coding or whatever the terminology mm-hmm. is for that and rewire it to manipulate it to make it do what we need it to do for us. Mm-hmm. And I, that's incredible to me. There's, I don't understand any of that. But it also has been super helpful in saving us massive amounts of money so we don't go to someone for digital design Mm -hmm. we don't go to someone for social media advertising Mm -hmm. um we've partnered with boulder creek photography and Mm -hmm. she's helped do some of our branding photos so we work interchangeably with her um and we there's just a lot of things like people will come in and they'll be like oh well where's your whatever and we're like yeah you're looking at her you know like we don't have that like she was on the phone the other day and they're like well can I talk to your IT guy and she's like well first of all it's not a guy Um, but yes you can talk to Ellen kind of thing you know and so it's just you know we started out we didn't have any money so what did we have we had time and we had talent and that's what we yeah. we did in exchange. Yeah, passion. Yeah. 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 You're very passionate, both of you. I was going to say one of your strengths, I think, is your faith, too. Yeah. Um, do you want to speak about that for a minute? How does your faith play out in your business? Well, I mean, exactly what the word faith means, the substance of things hoped for, the yeah. evidence of things not seen. I mean, that's like one of our mantras, you know, our, our mottos. Um, there are 
hard sides to business that you know we don't want to talk about we don't want to put out there but um you know there's a lot of tears shed sometimes you feel like you're failing um mm-hmm. will you ever get a paycheck i mean we're realistic you yeah. know i mean mm-hmm. you know it's an investment and when you don't have investment you have to carry that burden and that load for a little while and are we crazy have we done the wrong thing and so I think we we pray. We find ourselves on our knees a lot at the mercantile. You might walk in and see us on our knees at, at the yeah. messy desk that we have. There's been times that like I'm doing something and Tanya's like, I'm, I'm just going to walk. And she will walk literal circles praying for the situation that we found ourselves in. And um, I mean, we set up a long time ago. Um, she had asked me, well, what happens if like people don't like our faith? Or what happens if, you know they decide like they're not for us and I was like well, we don't have to do this we'll just close the bill you know we'll close the business so we set out a long time ago that we would close our business long before we compromise on our faith and so we don't compartmentalize that um, nine out of ten times if you walk in you're gonna see something about it or you're gonna hear it um, we don't shove it down anyone's throat but it is very much a vital part of who we are I think you know it, it, it may make some people uncomfortable, but we do love to love on people. And, you know, God is a loving God, and we're all different. And so being able to love on humanity in good times and bad times, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You walk in my door, I'm going to love on you. Just like Grandma's house. Who you are, what you're doing. Hmm. And you see, I see that attract people mm-hmm. that want to love on people yeah. or that need love yeah. and they know that that's a safe haven. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. I mean, we try to model it after our, our, after our childhood. So anytime like I needed help or anything, I always went to my grandmother's house. And so it was the same way with Tanya. Like people came in and out all the time at her grandmother's house. And so we say it's a lot like grandma's house around here. Like if you need something, just yell for us. Right. Like grandma would never stop, like never not stop doing what she was doing to help you. Whether that was to get a snack out of the cabinet or to refill the fridge. Like grandma was always there to, to give you whatever you needed. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when we say that to people, they kind of understand like your, your home. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a place that it's okay if you don't know what you want or it's okay if you feel weird walking in the first time, mm-hmm. but like you're gonna feel loved when you leave. Yeah. And you know, we have Ellen's grandma's uh, original refrigerator mm-hmm. from her mm-hmm. basement. Oh, wow. And we have it refinished, and it's full of glass bottle soda. Yeah. Well, you know, when I'd come home from school down here at Washington, first thing I'd do is go open the same kind of refrigerator on mm-hmm. the back porch, grab me a soda mm-hmm. and a Twinkie or a Ding Dong or whatever, and we'd watch cartoons. And, you know, that's the sentiment that we mm-hmm. express with our faith is right. that when you come in our doors, and I get to honestly say that I'm a grandma because right. I have three grandchildren now. Mm-hmm. So I get to show grandmas we get to show grandma's love. You know, when yeah. you when you love on people, you don't have to worry about whether their faith they have faith or not. You are just loving on people. Yeah, That's hospitality. It. Right. Yeah. Right. So I wanna ask what some of your tactical resources that have been valuable to you. Um, and what I mean by that is something that you couldn't live without or it would be very difficult to run your business without. I think that's my question. Um, 
First of all, ice cream. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, did that come in early when you guys set when up we, shop? Well, when we... Yeah. When we, we all, expanded. When, when, okay. we, that was, when we were in the little shop dreaming, we knew we wanted ice cream. But we wanted the kind of ice cream that people would real, tell other people real about. Real ice cream. Yeah. Like, when you go on vacation to the beach and you're like, you know taking selfies and tagging you're like this is the best ice cream ever mm. like we wanted that kind of ice cream and where does it come from it comes from southern indiana okay. and the name of the company that makes it is bliss artisan angie and michael woodburn are the founders it's okay. a husband and wife team they deliver the ice cream fresh to us every week and um, they're literally got their hands on it mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah. they're not like digging in rubbing no it i mean they have like a distribution center <laughs> yeah. now like they've grown into that but they're yeah. They're just like us. And yeah, that bourbon you know. bacon ice cream is like nothing <laughs> else. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. It's so good. And we 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 love ice cream, but we really had a hard time at the beginning finding ice cream that we didn't have to make because when there's just two of you, you don't have that sort of time to do those things. Um, and uh, a sweet friend of ours it, it connected us with them, and um, the next thing you know, they're on their way we were on our way there to try their ice cream then they were on their way here to see our space and if we were a fit for their um, ice cream family and and then it just God connected the dots and and here we are five years later and um, Mm. we're very partial to our ice cream Mm -hmm. you know I'm very partial to your ice cream (laughs) yeah Yeah. and what else is technical resources um Ellen well Uh, I, I cannot tell enough um you know, we're living in a She's world like a where sister. you have to she be digitally re- relevant um, and technically relevant and able to um, manipulate and facilitate things in, in the, the world. Um, and and it, she's a huge and enormous asset to our business. And she does our taxes. She has a, an accounting degree. Um, and sometimes, I, you know, I'm like, man, you know, that's what everybody needs in Ellen. Well, and it's funny that she says that because I revere her the same way. So it's like we wouldn't work like the mercantile wouldn't be the merc without both of us. Mm -hmm. And um, it didn't take me long to see that. Like I could not do this on my own. Like if something were to ever happen, just put a sign on the door. We're for sale. Close and interrupt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like the, every time you walk in the store, like I'm always amazed about like how awesome she makes it look. I mean, like before the Rotary event, she mm-hmm. literally had just moved in two new pieces of furniture and wow. reworked the entire display. And I'm like, who does that? You know what I mean? Like she's like a superwoman when yeah. it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And um, well, now see that goes back to grandmas because you got to learn how to make do with what you have. So we didn't have any professional displays or our husbands made several things for us. Thank goodness that they're craftsmen. Yeah, so I guess our husbands would be a tactical yes. component. <laughs> Let's too. not forget that. We yeah, cannot do you know, life without them. Right. But, um, you know, you just, we, we were both taught and brought up to take what you have and, you know, make it, make it better. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma would always, she wouldn't have a ribbon for a present. But she would take the comics, you know. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people's grandmas would do that, and then she'd wrap a gift for a party I was going to, but it didn't have a bow. Mm-hmm. Well, she'd start cutting paper, you know, and then she'd start doing, and, and the next thing you know, you have this beautiful gift. And so I loved that about my grandmother. She could make a can of green beans taste like she had made them, broke the beans and made them from scratch. You know, if she didn't have broken beans, she'd start, dress it up. She'd say, dress it up, sweetie. Yeah. And so... Yeah. 
you know, there are times when you feel insignificant compared to other. You, you can't look sideways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other places, and you're like, gosh, our store looks like hillbilly, you know, or, you know, you start not thinking it's good enough or whatever because it's not got all these glamorous elements. Mm-hmm. But then God reminds me that he's making our way, and that's, that's, that's just what makes the mercantile special. Mm-hmm. I love that. Let's talk about small town because you yeah, definitely okay. found success in a small town. And that was part of the original vision is that you wanted to be downtown. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about it now that you've been in it for a while? Oh, it's phenomenal. Like we couldn't be more thrilled with the direction the downtown area is taking. I, get up. I mean, we, you know, I feel like sometimes in business, a lot of people just want to like hold things to themselves and we really look at it as the more people downtown, the more traffic, the better it's gonna be. So we like, we originally had held close to the other two spaces next to us mm-hmm. because we had a vision of expanding mm-hmm. and COVID happened and we decided, you know what, we need more people down here. Yeah. So we were able to secure two renters for our landlord and lo and behold, we have new people down here, you know? And so just continually welcoming other businesses um, and people down here, because the more, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what advice would you, if I had somebody come into the small business incubator here and say, I really love downtown, I'm looking for downtown, I'm gonna start a business downtown, what would you guys say to them? What kind of encouragement or discouragement? I think the hardest thing in a small town, I don't want to say like staying in your own lane, but I think a lot of times people try to be too much to all people. Right. So like, for example, like we used to carry spa products in our, in our shop. Well, when Katie moved in, there's really no need for us to have spa products anymore. So we don't carry them because we have this great, amazing bath store. So when people come in looking for spa products, we say, hey, you know, we've got this great place up on the corner. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go see our friend Katie? Um, It's a lavish bath box. Right. And so we've interviewed. Yeah. You know, and I... I'm going to jump in here because yeah. I said, you know, I lived in Dallas for 20, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that happens is, is if you don't have diversity in business, you know, you need a little bit of all kinds of things. And when it's repetitive, you go in one place and it's like you've been to that same place over and over and over again. And people stop visiting your area because, yeah. well, they, they have everything's the same. And so I think that's the beauty of what's going on down here right now is we're really seeing all different things come to life and it's it's beautiful you know and I as a child before I left here you know things were kind of closing and there wasn't it wasn't full downtown and um and coming back and seeing the buildings being taken care of and renovated it just it just blesses my soul I could not be more excited the future of our city um, I love the development I love growth I love seeing generations take ownership of their time and making it their own and you mm-hmm. know God has room at his table for everybody yeah. yeah is there a certain business that you'd like to see come down because we all have one that I think if we just had this <laughs> I don't know I mean we're we welcome just about anything yeah. at this point 
I, I'm just excited for everything to open because I'm gonna have to get me a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, you know that's right. What I mean, like, because I want to be yeah, aggravating think, everybody. Yeah, I think know? we're more I'm excited for the, like, the foot traffic, you know, because that's what we did for a long time too. Um, especially while the boys were little, because um, they've been with us the whole time as well as her daughter, and so we would go on our afternoon walks and we would hit all of our friends. At this, you know, and we would just go by and see everybody and check in on them and hey, how you doing? You know, like yeah. just out for a walk. Um, and people really got used to that, you know, got used to being like, oh, hey, you know, the girls are here, like they're on their walk kind of thing. I'm very nostalgic. And so, you know, I think in songs, Ellen always teases me. And when I think about like, I'm how surprised I she hasn't sang it. Our downtown, you have a real no. microphone. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but it's not an ice cream scoop. It, that's so true. Can't, can't get in tune right now. But, um, you know, I think of like the Chris, I love Christmas. So, you know, the holiday city sidewalks, busy yeah. sidewalks, dress up holiday style, and the hustle and the bustle of people. I love that. And I, I, I cannot wait till this whole thing is filled up with people and yeah. having a good time and fellowshipping and um, making new friends. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing time right now. Well, you, you make it sound easy to open a business and be <laughs> five years down the road. It wasn't that easy, has no. it? Yeah. No, we've had lots of tears. Um, we've quit like three times, I think. <laughs> on each other? Like, yeah, I'm done? I mean, we've like came to a mutual agreement. I think one time we actually had our, our husbands at Panera and we we're like, okay, what's the exit strategy? Mm. You yeah. know, like yeah, how? Yeah, we, we've had a like, couple meetings like that where it's like, you know, we're just not, like, we don't we, think we can make it. Yeah, like you know? we, we can't do this anymore. Like this is too hard. Right. Um, we're change, not good enough. that then? The Lord. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is such a drive for this that we don't even know where it's going. Mm. You know what I mean? There is, he's doing something that most days we would like to go back to being stay at home moms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But for some reason, he's got us in this place, in this time, and we're just trying to have happy hearts about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's hard. Like, I mean, we left the freedom of the house That's been Um, the hardest part for me. Yeah. You know, I've been available to my kids since they were born. Yeah. Anytime, anywhere, anywhere, any day, any night. Yeah. And we did university model school and home education, and they grew up. And my um, youngest is 15. And so not being available the way that I was for so many years is still an adjustment, even five years into the building down here. Mm -hmm. And there are days when I'm like, I can't be in two places at once. And the truth of the matter is, is that other people can't run our business. And we yeah. found that out, you know, um, the hard way. People, we we like to tease and, and have fun. Mm-hmm. We, we are very, it's a fun thing. And so we have our character. That's our, you know, our logo. And um, when people, we get a lot of people from out of state that, you know, Google and they, they want to stop and have ice cream. At the Merc, and they're looking. They want to the see us, you know, right. kind and, of thing. Um, yeah. You know, I don't. So we're we're kind of finding a way to. We're constantly working to figure out how we can make it work, and also be available to our to our families. Mm. And um, and we're learning to say no. That's the hardest yeah. thing that I've ever had to do. I, think I am not a no girl. I will say yes to everyone, every time, everywhere. And figure it out. I think that's what's hard in small business. I would say that's probably the hardest thing is learning where to to shut it off. Yeah. Because, like, when you work in the corporate world, like, it's easy because you clock out. 
But when you own a small business, I mean, you're getting messages at midnight, right. you know, and like, you know, nine out of 10 times, they're just sending it so that you'll see it and you can respond in the morning. But right. there's those few that, you know, you're always available. So right. they want you right now. And so it's kind of, I would say owning your own business, yeah. that's the hardest part. Because if you're not available to the people that, you know, patron you, then they don't feel that small connection. Right. It, like the whole reason they're shopping small business, yeah. you know, instead of going to Walmart kind of thing. Like there's a reason because right. they want to feel connected. Right. And so it's that fine balance of being like, hey, I'm actually, you know, it's my day off today. Like, right. you know, Tanya's at the shop. You can, you know, yeah. check with her or her doing the same thing. You know, like, hey, Ellen's at the shop. Like I'll pass along to her, you know, and we'll get it taken care of kind yeah. of thing. But so, if you both need to be somewhere, you right. don't have five or ten employees yeah. to pass that on we, to. We, 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 we close have, it we have to close the yeah, door. Yeah, we put a sign on yeah. the door. And that's happened, you know, a lot recently. We've had graduations. Um, I've had two children get married, and then we've had three grandchildren. And I'm not missing that. Right. You know? Right. And most people are very understanding. Yeah. And we just put a note out on social media and then put a note on our door, hey, you know, mm -hmm. this is a big deal in our life. And yeah. Because yeah. she's a part of my family. Right. Even yeah. though right. we're not blood relatives. Right. She is like a sister. My, you know, they're with us a lot. And um, I don't want her to miss it either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's like the beauty of us owning it is we just say, hey, we're going to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to shut it down and we're going to go, you know, enjoy our life portion mm -hmm. right now. So, you know, there's a lot of contemplation, like... You know, or we're not we're not going to get any numbers today. Mm -hmm. But you know, in the big picture, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I love that. So we want to thank you, Tanya Miller and Ellen Graff, owners and operators of the Southern Illinois Mercantile Company. Yeah, walking in faith. Yep. Yeah, every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Such an awesome store. Why would somebody come see you? What? what the would, ice cream. The ice cream, really? Yeah. 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 Is that number one? Yeah, and it, it is. And then shop for everything else. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Yep. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. It's Thank been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. We yeah. finally, finally got you at the table. I know. Finally. I know. Yeah. How That's good. do people find you? Mm -hmm. So um, the biggest thing, people always find us on Google. Mm -hmm. So um, they'll search like ice cream near me or something and we pop up. Um, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Only at the Merck. Yeah, only at the Merck.com. We dabble a little bit in TikTok, you know, so we have some reels, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of some resistance there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, our main platforms are Facebook and Instagram and our website. Yeah. So. Okay. Awesome. Great. Awesome business. Come down and yeah. join us. Yeah. Downtown Marion, Illinois. Hey, we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Small Town Big Business. I want to thank the businesses that do sponsor this podcast. That includes Arcadia Wealth Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Black Diamond Harley Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course our producers Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. And remember to subscribe anywhere that you listen to the podcast so that you get notifications when we release new episodes every two weeks. Again, I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russ Williams. Thanks for joining us.